0: Please listen carefully.
1: And now, live from some soapboxes on a street corner in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two of the loudest mimes you've ever heard Kevin and Mikey.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we're wrapping up Stranger Things Season 4.
1: The last part of Season 4. yeah,
0: Part 2, Volume 2, whatever you want to call it. I've seen it all different ways on the internet. No one... Seem to remember what the official document said. But I'm sure there na- was a press release.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there was, and I'm sure you can go to the trailer and verify it. But if you had your choice, Kevin, what would you name it volume or part? It's a part. Okay.
0: I call it a part because it is a part. Because the first part was lots of episodes that True. add up to I don't know how many hours. Yep. And this part is two episodes that still don't add up to as much hours as the other ones. <laughs> but so me, a vo- two volumes need to be the same size. True. Well, I guess, but then if you're looking at an encyclopedia, the volumes are all different <laughs> size depending on the letter. Depending on the letter, mm, for sure. Well, I don't know if that's a right. I just shot myself down. I'm like Bill Burr arguing with myself on the podcast.
1: <laughs> well, get into what we're doing today, and then I have a question for you.
0: Okay, Stranger Things 4, part two. The last two chapters, which are really long. My first question, before you ask me a question, go for it. Is after watching this, did you see any reason for them not to bust it up in the episodes? Because I, um, maybe for
1: the like the last part-ish. I think we're getting to the same place, but yes. But, last part-ish.
0: But it's still, it seems like you could have busted it up a, a little bit. Especially that two days later thing.
1: That two days later, I, I, I made a note in my notes, because I take notes while I watch yeah. this, because we're doing it for the podcast. But that two days later happens with like 30 minutes left. in 45
0: the la- minutes, I believe.
1: There you go. So, 40 minutes left in the last chunk of it, and they say two days later. Usually, you get a two days later, and there's like 10 minutes left. Like, it's the epilogue. Mm -hmm. Not the case for this one. So, that is the question. How do you feel about the split up? Because we had seven episodes before this, which we just did a podcast Mm -hmm. on. Go listen to that. And we're getting into the last two episodes for this one. But the last two episodes are four hours of material. Yes. But why did they split it up like they did?
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: Me neither. Okay. Because I the can, same page. I can,
0: I mean, I'm not a professional editor at all <laughs> or anything like that or a, or a movie maker or anything. But I don't see why this story needed to be told any different than the previous section of it. I agree. Which was split up. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. I, I, the only thing that I can think... Mm -hmm. And I guess we could only ask the Duffer Brothers. The only thing I can think (laughs) is that Netflix is like, you got nine episodes, you know, and they're like, um, well,
1: (laughs) okay, we got nine. We're going to make eight and nine real long. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's weird to me. It's, it was almost like, did you ever in college have to take those blue book exams where you had to fill up the book? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's almost like they're like, oh, wow, we got, we got all this stuff. <laughs> we fill have up. like 30 pages <sighs> left. Just just keep going.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely blue book. And like, I don't think we'll ever get an answer unless we have the Duffer Brothers on our podcast. You're more than welcome. Ha- have at it. Come, come visit <laughs> and chat with us. But it's weird to me, especially having seen all of these now, like I've mm-hmm. now ingested all of them. Mm-hmm. And like when we were talking about it before, we knew the first seven episodes and we had the two episodes left and now we have the two episodes and Mm. it's like, I kind of get why you split it because there's cliffhangers and there's like stopping points, but still like why?
0: Yeah, I did that's the only trouble I had is because I was like, I don't understand why you did it this way.
1: Whatever. Yep. Even still, we get two episodes left. The episode eight is an hour and a half. Episode nine is two and a half hours. Yeah. It's a feature length film. It is. Four hours of content in two episodes. It's
0: pretty crazy.
1: And that's all we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah. That's all we're going to talk about. Go back and well we, to what we talked about in the last ones, we, we kind of left off. It was a nice cliffhanger they left it all, off on because, you know, it looked like Nancy was going to get like broken into pieces and have her eyes sucked in the back of her head. But actually that was just Vecnum wanting to send a message to Eleven.
1: But you called it though. I have to I have to point it out. I have to give you credit. It, we'll jump into it right now. But on our last sort of breakdown of part or volume one, part one, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say volume one. I okay. like volume.
0: Okay, and I'll say part just okay. just to be <laughs> It, people say we're too nice and don't argue enough on the podcast, so just to have some conflict for you people who want conflict on the podcast.
1: You're calling it part one, uh, I'm calling it yeah, arg. one.
0: Yeah, Of course, there's a pizza argument where we're going to get into at some point in this. I know there is. Absolutely. They tackled the question. But
1: in volume one, <laughs> um, you brought it up. Uh, you said like we were... I, I guess we brought it up together, but you started it, is that there is the thing, like, Nancy does get taken into the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call it the Underside like I did all last episode. <laughs> I got,
0: you know, it's actually supposed to be called the Nether.
1: Call it the Underside. Which is interesting. I, it's it's the other world. Yeah. It's it, That's D&D trope one. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so. but,
0: but I guess in the original writing of it, they were calling it the Nether. Okay. But they had it called the Upside Down by one of the characters in the show. Ah. And then the fans started calling it the upside down. So, so did the Duffer brothers. So, I mean, the, it's fans affecting the show, which is kind of neat.
1: And that makes sense. I mean, like, and they did that whole point to show us that, like, it was frozen in time and then still haven't explained it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. But for Nancy, you called it. Her body stayed in the real world and her soul went to the upside down. Mm-hmm. We nailed it. Yeah. But it was only to be a, a messenger for Vecna. Mm-hmm. Crazy.
0: Yeah, Vecna does a lot of good monologuing, and all he's he's a he's a great monologuing villain. I love it.
1: And I'm writing this like I understand that's that's Robert Englund. That's him doing the adult Vecna voice, even though it's like the orderly and one and Henry and all those people. Oh, is it really? I believe Vecna is still Robert Englund. Oh,
0: I didn't know that.
1: As far as the voice goes. Oh, interesting.
0: I, I might be wrong. You hmm. can
1: you can dispute me on that. Write me a letter, but uh, I think I'm still correct because they wanted to give him that like. I mean, we're talking Nightmare on Elm Street. This is yeah. Freddy Krueger.
0: Mm-hmm. The cool thing about this, I don't know if you noticed it. I'll point out the times that happened throughout this, but these last two episodes, they're doing their Empire Strikes Back Star Wars homages in this to an insane level. And I Okay, I don't I, know what you mean by that. I, too. I, I picked out the various Easter eggs. Okay. So as we kind of go through this, I'm going to be like, okay, here's a point that's like Star Wars. Here's a point that's like Star Wars.
1: I did catch the one, is one of them, I got a bad feeling about yeah. this? Yes. Okay.
0: They had one of those in there, yes. Uh, Murray said that. Yes. When they were going back into the prison. The last time we talked about it, we kind of talked about it because there's like three distinct storylines that are yes. happening. absolutely. And, and all those three things were kind of based on different, well, lists. Our theory is they were based on different genres of show, movie, whatever, from the 80s. Mm-hmm. We had our California one that has L and Will and Jonathan and Joyce. Um, and eventually Mike comes over to visit. Uh, and that California one has a very war games vibe, very 80s kind of kids getting into espionage trouble vibe. True. And then... The Hawkins one is very is straight up Nightmare on Elm Street. Like you said, they got Robert Englund, and that's it's horror movie, eighties horror movie, Nightmare on Elm Street. For you sure. know, the cheerleader, the jock, all that <laughs> stuff, all all that stuff was in there. And then we go over to the eighties action film where Hopper is in this, you know, the Soviet prison. And there's so much. There's so many things that are that are like that. It, it pulls from some... there's there's espionage shows. There's thrillers from the eighties. There's all the action films, but that's what that's all pulling from. For sure. And they all feel different. And as we thought, these last two episodes is when they start tying it all together. All these storylines come together. Yep. But in this first episode, Chapter 8, Papa, Papa, they still are kind of separate. But they start to bleed together. At least the California and the Hawkins thing start to bleed together here.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Here's my question for you, though. Mm-hmm. We, we said it last time. We said that uh Dr. Brenner... Matthew Modine Mm -hmm. was bad Papa, yeah, and Paul Reiser Owens is good Papa. Good Papa. They made a line that I caught. I think it's in this episode where they call it like our mommy and daddy fighting. Does that mean Paul Reiser is mommy and (laughs) Dr. Brenner Matthew Modine is is
0: is angry dad? I guess so. (laughs) I'm going to say up front that Chapter Eight knocked my socks off. This Papa thing, it it was this was like you could have like ended it here, and I would have been like, that was great. True, true. With you. (laughs) But we kind of start off on this one where Nancy's, it's literally before the credits or opening credits. Yeah, it's called the opening roll. We get Vecna's monologue to Nancy going like, this is everything. Yep,
1: because her still is trapped and she's getting the view of Henry, Vecna, one, orderly, all the same.
0: Here's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Go tell your friend 11. I know you know her. Go tell her. You are my messenger.
1: Yeah, a messenger, and he gives her the visions of, like, here's how the world ends. Like,
0: what? This is my plan. Oh, crazy. And then after the credits, we jump cut to your favorite part, Russia. Absolutely. Is that that your favorite part still? It still is.
1: I love Hopper. I don't know what it is. You know what
0: it is? Go for it. About Hopper, it's because David Harbour, I think, is probably one of the strongest performers of this entire cast.
1: Okay, I believe it. I, I, I it.
0: I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll wrestle, I'll arm wrestle <laughs> someone because I mean we've seen him in various things, but I, I really think Hollywood is underutilizing this guy. Yep, because I think he could do some real heavy lifting, other than the fake heavy lifting like in Black Widow and stuff like that. <laughs> but I, he's got chops, this guy, and and it was showing here a lot,
1: especially because like. As far, like, because we were talking, this is last episode, but we were talking there's like three separate movies happening Mm -hmm. at the same time. As far as the Russia sort of story goes, they really don't know what's going on. They're just, it's like isolated. They're Mm -hmm. dealing with their own bubble and they're doing a great job but it sort of starts to contextualize a little bit but even still it's just David Harbor being solid and be like here's the plan here's what we're going to yeah. do now here's the right thing to do That's let's great. do the right thing
0: but they escape from that prison but before they escape they discover that crazy laboratory that yep. has like all the the Demi dogs and creatures floating in <laughs> liquid
1: and the crazy shadow cloud
0: which is which is really crazy too because there is a scene in alien resurrection which is the one with Winona Ryder in it, right? Yeah, absolutely. That that looks almost exactly like that, where they have aliens, okay. xenomorphs, in that same kind of, the exact same color. The Duffer Brothers are doing that funny thing. They're like, Winona Ryder's here, so we're going to do something you did before, but here.
1: But they're also doing like...
0: And and Ripley had a flamethrower too, <laughs> but that's later.
1: Oh, I have so many comments about Ripley. but No, you're right, because like... It usually is like the third movie in the trilogy or you get along in the series and like whatever the bad guy is, there's somebody trying to recreate it to try and control it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And uh, this is another example. The Russians of it. are trying like, to do that. Ugh, 80s movies trope. Let's go. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: But yeah, there's like part of the mind flare in there, which is interesting because it's the first time we kind of see that it is not like one homogenous thing. True. It can be separated, yes, which is kind of creepy because didn't Will, Will have had a whole a bunch of it in him? He had a
1: it, yeah. Will had a piece of it. I mean, the mind flayer's been there since season one. Yeah. Now we have one in Vecna, and we still. I mean, not for this episode. We find out next episode, but we don't know how yeah. that ties in together. So yeah, I'm with you.
0: And then we get our another jump cut to go see Eleven getting. What are those things called?
1: Clear <laughs> defibrillator.
0: Defibulated. Yes. Is that is that the word for it? I. She was defibulated.
1: But the scene after that was so great. So she wakes up. Yeah. She has her powers back. Yeah. But she's like, let me see how much my powers are back. And she goes to the Nina capsule,
0: yeah. which
1: has been her bane of existence for yeah, the last exactly. couple of months. And she's just like, I'm gonna lift it up. I totally thought she was going to crush it. I,
0: oh, you know what I wanted her to do? This is the one, one, Duffer Brothers, you disappointed me here. I still love you, but I don't know if they thought it, it might cause too many problems. I don't know, but that was in like the center part of the missile silo where like the missile shoots out. Sure. Like, I thought she was just going to launch that thing out of the top of the missile silo. Even better. Like, whoa. like just. Through the f- whatever, I'm sure the door that covers a missile silo is probably some insanely shielded door. Absolutely. So it'd be rad if she just like boom and just blast it out of there. Because I thought that's what was going to happen, and I thought that's how the boys were going to find her
1: they in the van. Gonna- I
0: thought they were going to see that thing go fl-
1: and they'll be like, "What's that over there?"
0: You they, know. But whatever.
1: They could have done that, but then we wouldn't have four hours into two episodes, and it would have been like an hour each episode. Yeah, that would have well. been a, that would have been a quick shortcut. Yeah, I know. But no, they showed her, like, pulling this whole tank off the mounts, like, mm-hmm. screws and all, lifting it up, and then she just puts it back down because was a good guy, so she won't do yep. that. But she has her powers back, and now she knows that Papa Papa lies. Papa doesn't tell the truth.
0: Yeah, we get a whole, like, the Papa and Owens kind of explain the whole current situation with Vecna and Henry slash one whatever you want to call him.
1: Yep. That was the big reveal that we left off on with episode yeah. seven. Yep.
0: And Owen shows her the pictures of all the people who had been like crushed and just like, hey, this is happening right now. They give her this basically, here's the plot of the, the whole <laughs> thing. But you know, the funny, I love Paul Reiser so much. Yes. When Papa sits there and he like, he snaps the pencil, you know, and then. Oh, wait, no, and, I have and Then Elle kind of storms off and then he's like, he, he's like, Ah, that, that was great. Not ominous at all,
1: right? <laughs> I did have to quote it because I loved it specifically, same part. But he's like, well, that went well. You eased her into it like we talked about. Not ominous at all. <laughs> <laughs> but he's talking about dams breaking. And no, like, no,
0: it was great. It was so ominous. That's what's oh. so
1: hilarious. I just love, it was a great tension break. Absolutely. But now it's no longer bad Papa, good Papa. Now it's bad Papa, good Mama. I don't know. <laughs> but shout out to you, Paul Reiser. You still delivered. You got captured a little bit, but hey, you still came through. In the telling of
0: the what's going on, you know they have to tell her that hey, yes, your friends are in danger. They're yes. in, they're in great danger. But Owens is like, uh, but don't worry, they're all okay as far as we know. But she doesn't believe it, so she runs to her room and turns on the water to get that white noise That's and it. decides to remote view to see what's going on
1: it it might be jumping ahead a little bit but this is also where we get the showdown between Brenner Papa and Elle where like Elle finally confronts him and says this is yeah this is after it
0: because what happens is we get her remote viewing all her friends she hears Nancy talking about what happened to her with Vecna that's right and then they start coming up with a plan and then Max is like, I'm going to go ahead and be bait and all these things. And El's like, OK, this is getting out of hand.
1: My friends are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So she goes to Yoda and says, <laughs> my friends are in trouble. I have to go help them. And then Yoda, one of there's like two. They're both like you got two Yodas here. <laughs> Paul Reiser's a Yoda. Matthew Medina's both. A, they're both a Yodas. There are two aspects of Yoda.
1: Okay, I kind of disagree, but, but continue.
0: Well, no, because because what this is the Empire Strikes Back part. This is where I, this is the the first thing I'm pointing to. Let me have it. Just like Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back said to Yoda, "I have to go. My friends are in trouble." Yoda says, "Your training isn't complete. You can't go yet. Your training isn't done."
1: Which is what Papa is. Saying. Which
0: was what Papa says.
1: Yeah, you're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. But they're, but they're, it's
0: that's the same moment, and, gotcha. and and you know what's weird because because I I looked this up. They they stole shots from Empire Strikes Back. Oh really? Of okay. like the way like Luke turns at one point okay. to, to during like those moments. You can see Eleven do it, too. They shot it the same way. That's cool. That's awesome. In the I-have-to-go-help-my-friends scenes.
1: That whole scene, though, like when Papa, like I get that Papa has his own justification for it. Like Brenner absolutely has. He's like a, I don't know, if Thanos is maybe a little strong. But mm-hmm. it is that type of bad guy where like what he's doing he thinks is so right Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you have to go through with it. And he may not be wrong, mm-hmm. depending on your perspective, but we're friends with L, so we know that he kind of is the monster now.
0: Yeah, well, that's what she tells him because she confronts him. She goes to Owens and is like, "I need to go help my friends." Yes. and he's like, "Okay, we'll arrange that." And then she goes over to Papa and he's like, "No, your training's not done yet. I'm locking you in this room." And with then the she gets on you. and then she gets mad and tells him he's the monster yeah. and throws him against the wall, almost kills him. If, almost kills him.
1: If 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 it weren't for Doctor Brenner injecting her at the last,
0: yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, she
1: got mad. I have a nitpick with that collar, though. Okay, the,
0: the shocky collar. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, like, this this goes on a little bit because eventually they do get out of the 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 facility.
0: Yeah, but we can't get there yet because there's something I need to talk about in that part.
1: So, <laughs> but we're bouncing around. Yeah, so, sure. L has this collar on her. Sure. Is it really just like a tracker to keep her in the facility, or is it like
0: no? It's that shocky collar that he put on number two on two.
1: But to to not use her power right?
0: No, it's just a shocky collar, I oh, think. Oh,
1: okay. I thought it was like a power inhibitor, because she uses her power a whole bunch with a collar on, and I was about no, to no, no. real it's, mad. No, it's
0: a shock collar. Okay. Do you remember? he? It's the exact same collar you put on two. Okay. When, You're right. Or all of them. Or just two. Or I think it was just eight two.
1: Eight that was missing. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I don't>, anyway, <laughs> he uses it on one of the other kids in an earlier episode. Fair enough. It's like a shock collar of some sort.
1: I I mistakenly thought it was like a power limiter.
0: I think it might be when you're hitting the button because it's shocking them. There you go. But the real power limiter was that chip or whatever that one had in his neck.
1: That's right. The Solitaire, whatever it was. Yeah.
0: So it makes me wonder if this is like a functions as causes pain and prohibits when you're pushing the button you probably have to push the
1: button that makes more sense and it's not an always on thing (laughs) no i I was only slightly grumpy about it but there are ways you can explain it but there is so much like ellen papa is not the only story there is so much happening
0: yeah because we finally get to see will's painting
1: yes his present to mike
0: yeah the present to mike and the whole emotional like how you were having a problem with the relationship between mike and will when we talked last time that is true Okay, what did you think of this this scene in the van where Will is showing Mike the painting and once again being like I am so gay Mike and I'm in <laughs> love with you but it's unrequited but he's but he's he's like he's couching it in from Eleven's perspective.
1: That is the like explanation for it, mm-hmm. but I'm totally down with it because we still have no resolution on whether Will is gay or not. Yeah, but like yes, it's safe to assume mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. based on the scenes that happen. But they didn't make it a focal point. They didn't make it because of anything having to do with the upside down or the mind flare. i mm-hmm. um, so I'm totally happy. Yeah, the fact that Will could communicate with Mike like from the perspective of Eleven, mm-hmm. wonderful, beautiful, yeah. and he gives them the it's it's a it's a painting of their party, mm-hmm. and he's saying, Mike, you're the heart and soul of our party. You're leading us against this three-headed dragon in the painting. The T-MAT, right? Yeah.
0: T-MAT has three heads, right? No, 5
1: Team T-MAT has five, five heads, Yeah, five Different heads. colors. Right. <laughs> but same sort of concept. And so, like, framing Mike as the heart of this group, perfect. Beautiful. And, like, he can relate to how Mike feels about Elle because that's how Will feels about Mike. Lovely. I buy that. Especially with the later scenes with Will and Jonathan and his brother and his brother... His, his brother watches it in the rear view. He, and he knows what's going on. And he picks up on it immediately. I, th- I
0: think he knows that. He, and, and well, yeah, we get that later scene where he's like, he's like, you stop talking to me, dude. And he's like, you've been high all the time. Yeah. He's like, I get that. And he goes, sorry, I've been going through crap, but I'm still your brother and I'm here and I love you. And they hug it out. It's beautiful.
1: At, at, oh, it's, it's wonderful because he said, like, like he says, he's dealing with his own problems, but they're going to be brothers regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. Big finger quotes. Which implies, hey, this is what this character is going through, and his brother loves him. A beautiful, touching scene. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that's kind of where they left it, because that's it's. You can buy into it; it's a little ambiguous, but everybody kind of knows what's going on, mm-hmm. and they handled it wonderfully. So, all my my hesitation from the previous episode is null and void. Excellent. I am a good job. I'm
0: glad to hear that.
1: But that doesn't stop the pizza van crew because they got to find. They still got to find Nina in the middle of the desert.
0: Argyle's like, Nina.
1: He's Maybe like, she's a small girl. Maybe she's a small girl hiding behind a small tree. And you could not <laughs> see it in a desert. Argyle, I love you. You're amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. That's great.
1: Uh, real quick, though, because we are talking about our three movies. And we talked about the pacing for the first seven episodes. Does that pacing comment hold true for the last two episodes for you?
0: I was never bored or anything. True. So does is that good for pacing,
1: I guess? It was it was a leading question cuz for me like I liked it, but because there are so many moving parts, yeah. It feels like they were bouncing around a little bit.
0: So yeah, and they could have made cut it up into more episodes. Yeah, I know. That's probably I, the solution. I, I'm not sure what why they I don't I don't know why they did that.
1: But I'm also like my complaint is that there's so much going on. Yeah, like, that's not that's a non-complaint. That's there there are so many actors in play and they're all yeah. great and there's so much cool stuff going on. So kind of a non-complaint. But yes, we get there's the Russia story. There is yeah. The,
0: there's not much Russia story in this one. It's true. basically they see the demi creatures, they see the mind flare piece, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, and, and they escape and they <laughs> they they're, they why are you laughing.
1: They they escape, but like two scenes later, they also have to go back. Yeah, which is totally eighties. Like I think he made a comment to like this is Dirty Dozen type stuff. I think yeah. that's a Murray line. But yeah. it's like we broke out of prison. Okay, we got to break back into prison. Hilarious.
0: Yeah. Well, in this episode, they just escape. It's the next episode that they decide they need to go back. Oh, okay. This episode, they pretty much just escape, and they are like, "Where's the plane?" We kind of crash the plane, and how we're going to get out, and then we. Yuri, find, he
1: has a helicopter. He has a
0: helicopter, so they have to threaten him to make it run.
1: Uh, but and that's on, pretty
0: good, much it. Yeah, but in this episode, for the Russia Atlas.
1: minor shout out, thumbs up to Enzo for stepping up. Yeah. And whose like,
0: name is Ant- Antonov, I think? Yeah, Antonov yes. is his actual name. We keep calling him Enzo. Enzo's the guy who runs the pizza joint or the Italian joint.
1: True, but Enzo is also that Russian's yeah, Soviet's I know. nickname. Yeah. And he finally gives Yuri his come up like, Hey, you kinda like messed me over on all aspects of our deal. Like, yeah. you can either say yes or guncock click, <laughs> say no. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. what's your choice? And then even still Yuri comes through with a helicopter that's never flown before. Yeah, never flown before. It's homemade in his yeah. warehouse. He has a, like, it's Kalinka or some, he yeah. has a female <laughs> name for part. it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like, Yuri, why do you never quit? Why are you always Yuri? But, yeah, that is the Russian crew. That is their current obstacle is they, they're trying to get back to America. Yeah. They have no idea what's going on. No, it was just Joyce yet. trying to get Hopper.
0: Yeah, that was there. seemed like you could have done something else. Oh. And like you said, the episodes they could have mixed it up a little bit. I'm not sure exactly what was happening.
1: They were bouncing around.
0: And then we get the uh crew back in Hawkins. They had the whole plan that we got to see through L remote viewing it. A multi-point speaking a dirty dozen plan that they come up with. There you go. That there's they're going to bait Vecna. There's phases, there's all the kind of things, but they need to go to the Army Navy store to get all the <laughs> supplies they need.
1: There, there is one point like it is because of Elle and her like sort of mental plane, but it's also Nancy having the vision. Mm-hmm. Nancy is the one that recounts it and be like, "I saw the end of the world. Here's how it's gonna happen." Good on her crew for being like, "Okay, we're gonna have a couple phases, but they have to go to the war zone." What do you yeah. have to say about the war zone? The
0: war zone, which is <laughs> the the little the in the they looked in the phone book, the war zone, and it had like this kind of knockoff looking Rambo guy. <laughs> As, as their logo or whatever. Oh, that was crazy. There were so many people in there.
1: It was the busiest weapon store I've ever seen in my entire life. Were they having a like going out of business clearance sale? <laughs> I've never seen that many people in a like ammunitions weapon store in my life. Cause
0: I think that they were supposed to make you think that they were trying to protect themselves from the Hellfire Club or after the Hellfire Club, but it seemed like. All the people who were really after the Hellfire Club already had enough weapons.
1: But they still showed up at the war zone. Uh, yeah. Coincidentally.
0: Well, yeah. Jason didn't have a weapon, apparently, and had to go to the war zone to get one.
1: <laughs> and but, then yell at Nancy about her choice out of a shotgun, which it got real intense and real yeah. personal. He's like, You're inviting yourself into close range combat. It's like, Yeah, Jason, I know. Back up. <laughs>
0: I know. And then the in, in the Army Navy store we also get to see Anne with an E in there. <laughs> That's the actress from Anne with an E, the oh, redhead. Okay. Oh, And they, they, they just said, like, let's dress her just like Molly Ringwald. She has red hair and it's short. Now she's our Molly Ringwald. Because in this scene and then in the like the last scene, yep. both those outfits are Molly Ringwald outfits from various movies she's been in.
1: 100%. Yeah. I had no idea that she was from Anne with an E. That's yeah, a good, she's that's an an good bonus.
0: But Amy Beth McNulty. Okay. Look, I didn't even look at anything. I know her name off my head.
1: Right off the top of the dome. I love it. This didn't come through in the first scene they had. While Robin and I don't know this character's name, what what is this? I don't even know if they gave this character a name. But when they first talk about Robin having a crush on this girl, mm-hmm. you don't really get a vibe for her. She's in a band uniform. Yeah, yeah. But I'm with you. Like in this in the gun show, and then later when she's in the relief uh, sort of high mm-hmm. school. Molly Ringwald yeah. all day, like just spot on, like even facial expressions. Yeah. I was like, is this Molly Ringwald's daughter? It's crazy. Yeah,
0: that's what they're going for. So,
1: yeah. But she has a boyfriend. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. Who goes to Purdue? Was it Purdue jacket or something like that? Yeah. yeah.
1: He's back for spring break. Yeah. The college which is,
0: boyfriend.
1: It's so 80s and silly and they still throw it in when we're having like end of the world showdown like, like last two episodes. But also you have boyfriend troubles. I love it.
0: Yeah. Now was it in this episode or the next one we got the whole montage of them or them they're building all the weapons and uh that's this with one them. that's this one yeah where they're like putting knives on sticks and <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we get the there, there's two sort of montages which we love one montage is that before they go to the war zone they do steal, they do steal the rv from the neighbors oh yeah yeah which i love and they do the whole like 80s we're pulling around a corner we're going to take out all the trash cans mm-hmm. hilarious <laughs> like That You put your trash out, somebody's going to run into it. It's the 80s.
0: It was a super Republican van, too. I don't know if you (laughs) noticed. There was like a Reagan sticker on there. That's true. And there was like a go back to it. What was it? If you don't like it. What was that? I forget what that slogan was.
1: Yeah. If you don't like it, go somewhere else or something Something, like that. They focus so much on those two, they called them in the credits because I looked this up because I was so curious. They called them the Annoyed Neighbors 1 and 2.
0: Yeah. was Were they somebody? Because that I, guy looked like somebody.
1: I totally thought they were. And because they focused on them for a little couple extra seconds, yeah. I thought they might have been like horror movie people. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything. So oh, okay. If somebody knows, I'm happy to learn, but I think they're just, might have been friends of the Duffer Brothers. Okay but we do get that scene they do peel away and then we do have the montage of the gang coming together to build weapons we got they sort of break off into pairs we mm-hmm. got our 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 Dustin and Eddie making nail shields to fight <laughs> yeah. the bats which is great cuz Eddie now refers to himself as Eddie the banished but Dustin is like in love Dustin wants to be Eddie so bad mm-hmm. you go back to other seasons Dustin like Dustin and Steve were at each other's throats cuz they were like older younger brother mm-hmm. Dustin and Eddie is just like, you're the coolest. I want you to know you're mm, yeah. the coolest. We're going to do everything together. We get a lovely brother-sister moment between Erica and Lucas as they're building mm-hmm. shields. And then we get more of the Robin and Steve, like, you should talk to your crush. And Robin's like, you should talk to Nancy. Like, yeah, It is a nice little moment. Yes, they are making weapons, but also they're having high school conversations about yeah, yeah, yeah. love and relationships.
0: Yeah, we had that whole progression of the Steve and Nancy thing where he was like, I kind of wanted to have an RV like this and go around the country with my six, six kids. kids, and
1: but she's not against it. Yeah, she does say six kids is crazy, which I support. <laughs> Good job, Nancy. But
0: well, she's the one who had to <laughs> have a birth all six kids, so yes, it's easy for the guy to be like, "Yeah, six kids—that's six fun times for me." <laughs>
1: oh, but a uh, but an RV full of family going on family vacations—I—I I, really come to the Harringtons. <laughs> All the whole troop of them.
0: <laughs> I want a uh, I want a spin off. Yeah. Here come the Harring set in the nineties <laughs> called the Harringtons. And it, it can't I want it just to be a straight sitcom. I don't want any of this the crazy no, supernatural no. stuff. No spooky just, stuff. Just a crazy sitcom called Here Come the Harringtons. Instead of full house, it's full R V. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we'll do it do you do it like a 90s sitcom.
1: <laughs> as far as I know, they didn't really resolve it. No they I mean didn't. jumping ahead to the end of the season, but we don't know what happens they with Nancy don't. and Steve.
0: They don't resolve I, it.
1: I'm kind of rooting for them. Not no shade against Jonathan, but I think I am team uh Nancy Steve. Yeah. Uh, Neve? Nancy <laughs> Stancy?
0: Stancy? <laughs> <laughs> it I I I will hundred percent guarantee you it's been named.
1: Oh, probably.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is like uh one of those Twilight things. <laughs> right?
1: Jacob or, or, or uh, Edward? Yeah, I mean I don't know those names. What are you talking <laughs> about?
0: So that's pretty much where we leave that group, and then we roll over to pretty much the main storyline. Is called Papa. So we're dealing with Eleven over here, and what's going on with her and her relationship with Papa? And they already had, like we mentioned, they had their falling out. They had their fight. She's got the shock inhibitor collar, whatever it is, on her. Mm-hmm. And they grab Owens and throw him in a, like, handcuff him to a water pipe or whatever. Yep. And before anything can really get anywhere, here comes Sullivan with the army, bunch of 80s Humvees.
1: He is the other faction that's tracking down 11. He's the rogue.
0: And he found where they were because he had captured that one fella and put him in the hot box.
1: Oh, the black box. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And here he is. And here's where we have another Star Wars scene. Okay. If you're not telling me, there is that scene where all of the soldiers who are in the silo on Papa's side are getting behind cover and listening as, like, the elevator's happening.
1: And the troopers are coming. Yeah,
0: and they're listening. And then when it opens up, they come out and they're shooting. And then... After the after the all the shootings done, who comes like walking casually, like nothing's going on behind them? Sullen Vader. Yeah, see, it's just, that was that was a hundred percent a new hope beginning spaceship hallway Tantive five 4, Tantive four scene.
1: <laughs> I didn't pick up on it, but you saying that right now, absolutely one hundred percent true. Uh, I do want to say like that scene though, like with the breach of the door and the bombing and everybody sort of going about their protocol. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things is sort of, like, I guess known for, like, the supernatural or being, like, the high school Mm -hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Their action scenes are so great. And Mm -hmm. this is such a small one, but each each squad doing their own engagement thing is super smart, like, Mm -hmm. expertly done, and it's crazy.
0: And also, I found this out online. I'm not this observant, but (laughs) Sullivan, once Sullivan gets in there and he gives the orders to one guy to go, like, clear section whatever... He goes, you know, go and clear the section. Yep, That line is verbatim pulled from aliens. It's a line he gives one of the space marines and aliens.
1: I love it because there is a shot in the next episode that is directly inspired Mm -hmm. by aliens. So shout out to the Duff Brothers again, man. Like Mm -hmm. for as much as they're rooting themselves in a specific era and genre... It's always in winks and nods, and it never really detracts from what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But that's from aliens. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. So now Eleven's kind of stuck with with Brenner, even though she's like told him he's the monster now, and she knows that I have. We, we can't. We can't like uh, skip over this point. They tied together all this stuff that happened in previous seasons. Yes. And they apparently didn't have it in, I don't know if they had it in the plan from the beginning. I think they were, they're just brilliant enough to tie it all together. That the whole point of Eleven going remote viewing and back to that stuff, it didn't have anything to do with the Russians. It didn't have anything to do with anything. Everything was about Brenner trying to get Henry back or find where Henry was and see if Henry's okay. All of that's, that's the whole motivation between everything Brenner was ever doing is that He knows that Eleven pushed Henry into another dimension and is keeping her around because he might need her to find him.
1: 001, he's got to find Patient One.
0: He cares more about One than Eleven. Eleven's just the only tool he has left in his toolbox to do it.
1: But it is crazy that we're finding out in Season 4 that that's the crux of all these actions from the previous seasons. Like It could have led to anywhere, but it really is Brenner's master plan. He's like... I have to find the person that I started this program with, and my work isn't complete without you. So mm-hmm. we have to do this Yep. until I get shot by a helicopter.
0: That's what was crazy. I mean, they they he he escapes with her, and they get out there, and everybody's dead. <laughs> like everyone who tried to escape is dead. It's true. And there's this this cool uh, man. I love it because sometimes you watch. I'm a military history guy. I know military equipment. Okay. Um, just because I'm a nerd that way. That's kind of nerdy. I am in some ways, and that old Huey helicopter that you see in all the Vietnam movies and stuff—that's in this one. That's the old Bell Huey helicopter that the military uses.
1: It's the old Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah okay. That was
0: that was the that was what they would use in the eighties. Okay, which is great because it's easy to get and easy to use. The thing that drives me crazy is like later on in like the nineties and stuff. Like that was what was available for Hollywood to use. So they would use it sometimes in like in venues where those helicopters were never used anymore. It's like they stopped using those. They eventually transformed to Blackhawks. That's why Blackhawk down. There you go. Uh, They eventually moved over to Blackhawks. But anyway, it's good to see the old Bell Huey up there. You know, and you got the pilot and the sniper in there. That's great. uh, Take the shot and stuff. And then, oh, my God, this was the greatest, the greatest First of all, it was it was kind of sweet justice watching Papa take some sh- shots. Absolutely. But then when he's, you know, He is a monster. Yeah. But then when they're zeroing in on L and she's just like she's just like, "Huh. I'm at my full powers now. I might even have more powers than I ever had before. I'm just going to like spin this Huey in the air." I mean, it was just the way it was shot. You talk about pacing. It was so exciting. You could just feel the terror on the pilot who's like he's like what's going on you know the sniper guys yelling i'm like what's happening you know and and they're showing the altimeter or whatever just going crazy and like everything's spinning around oh man And and she's just
1: turning her hand and then she brings out the second hand yeah and then like there is that it's it's cinematography one like perfection in that like she brings out the second hand and the helicopter goes up but then it comes, come crashing down, blades first, and she's just standing in silhouettes like, yeah, yeah. Elle El just did that.
0: He dropped it on all the hummers, so they're trapped there.
1: And juxtaposed with uh, Paul Reiser Owens saying, "Like we can put her in a coma. It doesn't have to be this way." Uh-huh. And Sullivan's like, "No, it has to be this way. Take the shot." Oh yeah. And then Eleven's El like, "All right, here we go. Helicopter crash. Uh-huh. Uh, Papa, like he frees her from the collar." And he asks for forgiveness and says, Eleven, you should understand what I'm trying to do. And she's like, eh, not really, yes, but she, okay.
0: She just says, goodbye, Papa, and leaves him there. She doesn't forgive
1: him. But that's only because the pizza van civi showed up. Yeah, They're like, horn honking, like, we found out where Nina is. She's not a small woman in the desert.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, That but that end scene where it's like, did you notice that, like, Brenner was kind of like in a crucified position
1: laying there. This is the second time that Brenner has died, though. Is yeah. he dead, dead? I, he looks dead, dead. Do we know for sure? He looks dead, dead. We didn't get the like the final sigh, the final gasp, the final Uh-oh. like blood leaking. Oh,
0: yeah, I guess. But I,
1: I'm with you that he's dead, dead, but I'm just saying there's a possibility that they could pull a, a season five sort of.
0: There's a possibility, but I, I think he was dead, dead. <laughs> I think.
1: Because we're moving on. Because Brenner, oh, he is a monster. Like, they keep trying to portray him as not the monster. I think Brenner's the bad guy.
0: That's why I think he's dead dead, because they just revealed everything about him. That's true. He has no more character development to do, really. That's why I think they just kind of put a pin in him. Well, they put some bullets in him, and he's done. (laughs) Uh But that brings us to the feature-length film called The Piggyback.
1: The piggyback, which is the funniest title ever once we get to actually what the the piggyback is. But before we get too deep into the last episode, because of Sullivan showing up, because of Brenner is there, because Owens is there. Did you notice that, like, our favorite, we talked about him last time, the police have nothing to do with these last two episodes. Nope. We never see him again.
0: Well, we see him in the two days later. Like, we don't, we see them. Okay. We don't, like hear them or they don't really, but we see them.
1: It was, that was, that was my random two cents. Like it was something I thought about after the fact. Mm. And I'm like, we love these characters, but
0: yeah, we see them, but they're just like helping direct traffic or something like that.
1: It's just crazy. It's like, sorry, the story got bigger than the both of you. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. (laughs) You get to sit in the back. Kind
0: of. So this feature length film is crazy. And and we've already, we've already talked for a million hours about the, (laughs) for that chapter eight, but this is where all the threads come together And they start tying stuff up and they still leave a lot of things open for the next season that we know is coming because it ended on a very, it ended very Empire Strikes Back. Yes. You know, and even that end scene is just like the Empire Strikes Back end scene where they're looking out. It's all a shot from behind. That's true. It looks, it's very similar. Anyway, the most unattached thread is this in the Soviet Union. And we have that rat bastard Yuri, like confirmed that he like pulls a spark plug out of the thing and puts it in his pocket so we know that that guy isn't trying to get them anywhere quick.
1: But that guy's hardcore. He never quits. Like, he backstabbed them for peanut butter. He backstabbed yeah. them for money. Now he's just taking out spark plugs to, like, with Yuri, like, I get it. Good job on the character writing. He's going to be a jerk through and through, but also he's a jerk through and through. Like, come on.
0: But we get the really sweet moment with Hopper and Joyce finally.
1: Oh, the dressing room the, scene? The, the dressing, dressing room romance? Yeah. My favorite part about that is that, like, I, I love it. It's such a dude moment. But Hopper, like, she, Joyce goes up to Hopper and she's like, You've been thinking about our date? And he's like, Oh, absolutely. I'm going to get breadsticks. I'm
0: going to get two orders of breadsticks. <laughs> he puts his, he, he, he gives you this olive oil to dip it in.
1: I don't know if I want the lasagna or the veal, <laughs> but either one, maybe we'll get both. Oh, you gotta get, but you got to go with the lasagna,
0: right? That's uh, I, I'm sorry. I watched that scene three times. It's so good. It, it's, it's so good. And she's like, she's like, is that what you're thinking about is food? And he's like, uh, yeah. He's like, I've been like on a a diet of like moldy bread and like, I don't know what this is stew. Yeah. And, and, and also I love how he says Chianti wrong. He's like, I'm going to get some Chianti. Chianti. Yeah. She's like Chianti. He's like, oh yeah. (laughs) Their, their chemistry is great. I mean, that, that's the thing too. Yeah. And like I said, I think that David Harbor is the best performer here of anyone, but I mean Winona Ryder's got chops for days. She's been acting her entire life pretty much. Absolutely. And the two of them playing off each other is just it's it's so real and genuine. And I mean, you can't sleep Winona Ryder is, is doing such a good job as playing just kind of this normal mom who's found like this yep. uh this this mission this this extra gear this this heroism absolutely and but but it's it's just such an endearing character, Joyce is
1: and like for I did have a nitpick that we're because there's so many moving parts in these last two episodes, we're bouncing around from story to story, and there's so much happening with all these characters that they really only give like the pairings of characters only a couple moments. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Hopper Joyce ones are the most, some of the most touching because like yeah. they only get a few seconds, but you believe it. They're talking mm-hmm. about their first date. She went to Russia to save him. Like they get all that the angst out, but also like you see them falling back in love again. And mm-hmm. so, thumbs up.
0: Yeah. Then they actually get interrupted by the phone callback phone call. That's one thing they did in the last episode that we forgot that uh, the kind of time Antonov did That's the. Right did the, how do you get a call to America? And He faked that, you know, there's a sick relative. There's two, there's another sick relative call in here. It's how Jonathan's trying to get
1: tickets using yeah. a
0: sick relative. Anyway.
1: He's trying to get 11 back to Hawkins.
0: Yeah. Uh, but the sick relative call, and I guess in Russia back then, I, they, I guess they did the research. You, you can't call directly. I guess the KGB has to check it out, and then the it's, person can call you back.
1: Yeah, it's the old phone systems. Like, you've got to plug in wires, yeah. and they got to contact them for you.
0: Yeah, But... Anyway, they get the call back and the call back is actually from Paul Reiser's number 2, that lady who I don't even know what her name, agent. I was a- gonna, I Agent was, awesome lady, I don't know. It is a agent awesome <laughs> lady cuz I was going to
1: ask you the same thing. Like, this is the first season we've seen her. I think
0: so. Okay. I th- I think. I think so. You know what? I think so because I they wanted to do the thing where when 11 got taken out of the juvie van. That right. you were scared. You didn't know she was involved with Paul Reiser's character, and that was the reveal that he was there with her. And so, that yeah, they would have had to use a new character. So, yeah.
1: And she has a couple of beats throughout this episode. Yeah. But for being, a, I guess, you know, minor unknown character, she does a great job yeah. when she
0: does show up. And they kind of, I guess they kind of talk in code, and he gets the skinny on what exactly is going on in Hawkins and everything. And then they come up with their own plan, because they know how these creatures work. I, I kind of, I kind of forgot at the time. You know, Hopper was like down there in the in the the tunnels when the Upside Down was bleeding out into those tunnels. Remember, and he got like some in his mouth, and True. you know, it was like all kinds of crazy. So he's kind of. It seems like when anyone like contacts. The stuff from the upside down. Okay. They get some kind of, because it's a symbiotic thing. Absolutely. It seems like they get some kind of sensitivity or something. There's some kind of psychic transfers. There's something that some, happens. Some
1: sort of connection.
0: Yeah, there's a connection yeah. for sure. Because it seems that everyone who has like directly touched, been in, interacted with the upside down mm-hmm. seems to have an understanding above just the regular people. And, 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 and to the degree which they got. Infected?
1: Uh, yeah, infected. I yeah. would I would go with that. But add to the fact that like now that Hopper has this phone call, because like as far as Hopper and Joyce and all those knew, like they were just getting Hopper out and mm-hmm. trying to get out of Soviet the Soviet Union, now they know the kids are in trouble and it has to do with the upside down again. Mm-hmm. The underside again. No, the upside down <laughs> But <laughs> that's that's clever writing. They're letting they, they do make a point. You can pick out all the lines is like they give information to the parties that you wouldn't think have them mm-hmm. and they tie it in perfectly. And right. this is where the yeah, Russia yeah, yeah, contingent right. finds out that, oh crap, things are going down in Hawking's, but...
0: We can help from here.
1: There's, there's shadow particles.
0: Yeah, because they know that it's a symbiote and if it, anywhere it is, you can, if you hurt the stuff here, you're going to hurt the stuff there.
1: Which makes sense, but that was kind of a leap. Be like, okay, we can just do this and be like, all right, yeah, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> But they have to break into prison. Hilarious. Break back or,
0: into the prison. Yeah.
1: That they just got out of. I that's love where it.
0: Murray has a bad feeling about this, and there's some dirty dozen crap. <laughs>
1: that is. But also, don't forget the flamethrower.
0: Yeah, the They flame mentioned thrower. it three episodes ago, yes.
1: and now it comes into play. That oh, That's super smart and clever. I love it.
0: We also have that really, the Antonov slash Enzo versus Yuri scene. Yes. Where... He knows that this guy should have had the helicopter running by now. Absolutely. They leave them behind because they're going to need to evac them, basically. Mm-hmm. And he just straight up confronts him and is like, didn't I hear you were a hero in this battle? <laughs> and you know where is that guy? Where is he now? Because all I see is a scared little smuggler who just doesn't care. And he hits him like right in the patriotic Russian medal.
1: That's absolutely <laughs> But again, that's props to Enzo because like we knew from the start Enzo was helping out Hopper mm. and he was he was doing good things despite everything going wrong. So now that Enzo is actually fighting back and being like, Yuri, you're a jerk. Yeah. I'm going to shoot you if you don't help me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
0: So he totally knew how to play on his, uh, you used to be a hero, what happened to you.
1: But that plays in perfectly like when Murray was trying to get the Russians or the Soviet, when Murray was trying to get the Soviets to like turn off the gates against the Demogorgon, and they were like, "No, this is this is not what we do." <laughs> like, it, it it's it's logical, it makes mm-hmm. sense.
0: But yeah, they go back in there, and
1: uh <laughs> Hopper's like, "It's time to fight this stuff." I'll be the bait, Joyce. You're the the jailman on the fence, and Murray, you're the the fire squad. Mm-hmm.
0: That all escalates and goes crazy until we get to a, a point where. Like There's a point where all the threads link together and everyone is in such peril and and only 11 can help it. But it's actually Mike who does it because he's the heart. (laughs) Um, um, But that's pretty much what's going on in Russia for now. They're breaking back in and they're going to distract and fight the demi beasts that are there, yes, with the knowledge that they have and the fire that just they to, have,
1: just to try and give the kids the upper hand. But it is Eleven that gives us the title of the episode. She's going to do the piggyback, which is
0: Oh man, I love this whole like the okay. whole sequence that leads up to the piggyback.
1: So the the whole plan is, at least on Eleven's part, with a crew in the California War Games crew, yeah. Uh, Eleven knows that she can go into Max's mind when Vecna's in Max's mind, mm-hmm. and they can have a mind fight. Yeah, and Argyle is totally on board.
0: He's totally on board. I and love Argyle for it because uh, she's like, "Oh, we can do it." Because because Jonathan can't get any tickets, any flights that quickly, and, yep. and Elle realizes, "Oh, I can do this from here." And they're like, "Oh, we need to get her sentry deprivation tank." Yep. And Argyle's like, and he's like, "We need a lot of salt." And Argyle's like. With six hundred pounds of salt work? <laughs> and they're like, "What are you talking about?" And then he's like, "He like I like how he sizes her up," and she's like, look at him like, what are you doing right now, you crazy guy?" And then he's like, get in the car,
1: my dudes. And yeah, oh, that's the best, though. But and then smash cut to when they get to Surfer Surfer Boy Boy Pizza, the the retail branch that he works for, but they're out in, I guess, Nevada Nevada now. Yeah. yeah.
0: They expanded into Nevada. Look out, (laughs) Domino's.
1: But it's like, what's up, my dudes? What's up, my dudes? Oh, we're my dudes. Do you
0: know what that character's name
1: was? I don't.
0: Argyle 2.0. Really?
1: Yes. (laughs) It's the same same trope. I love it. It's so on the nose. And they convince him to help out with the uh, the purple palm tree yeah. delight, like wonderful, magical. But just the fact that he was like, "What's up, my dude? I work for Surfer Boy Pizza. You work for Surfer Boy Pizza. I need to borrow your freezer and six hundred pounds of salt." And he's like, "Cool, my dudes."
0: Yeah, and then we get a fun, uh, another fun montage because that's it. The Hawkins crew goes down into the upside down and enact their plan their four phase plan they're yeah they're multi phase plan and part of the plan is for Eddie and Dustin to fortify Eddie's upside down trailer yes and while they're showing them fortifying the trailer they're cutting between them fortifying the trailer and then and them using a pizza freezer or 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 it might just be a refrigerator anyway a pizza refrigerator to make a Sensory deprivation tank for L. Yes, and Argyle's making a pineapple pizza. It's it's that's the and it's just so funny the way they're they're showing him making his. The pizza is as epic as everything else that's going on. It's so
1: serious because Argyle knows his pizza business. Yeah. And he convinces everybody that pineapple should go on pizza. I know. It's so funny that that's another point of levity is like the end of the world is happening. But also, do you like pineapple on pizza? Because yeah. we're going to talk about it.
0: They totally talked about it. And Al was like, was like, it's good. And Mike is like, are you crazy? It's re- It was really funny. They like forced him. They like force fed it to him. Yes. And then you hear, like, in the background, he's like, okay, it's good.
1: (laughs) Oh, but you're right. The Hawking's crew does go back down to the Upside Down. They're the main force. They're the main attack force for this. They go back to the Creel House. Mm -hmm. They have... I I have to point it out. It is a four-phase plan because it's hilarious. It's a four-phase plan to to counteract the four chimes of the clock. Oh, yeah. And the four parts of Vecna's Mm -hmm. plan. Like, it's all uh, it's all synchronous. Mm-hmm. That's super clever and smart. But yeah. Erica is the bait. No, sorry, Erica is the lookout. Max is the bait yeah. without her headphones.
0: Yeah, Erica, Max, and Lucas are in the right side up. Yes, <laughs> the uh, the, uh, the regular world, <laughs> at, the non underside no. uh, at Vecna's house. Yes, and Erica's Erica's in the spaceship slide jungle gym thing
1: across the street yep. across
0: the street and that's also where the that's where nancy steve and robin are in the upside down version of that absolutely so they can communicate yep through the lights because h brought those light thingies <laughs> and then lucas and max are going into the vecna place but steve and nancy and robin crew can't go in there until the bats are gone and that's then true. the best scene to me
1: the internet blew up about it absolutely
0: yes is, Master! Master! Oh, Eddie doing Master of Puppets on the top of his trailer to to lure the Demi-Bats away, the Sturges.
1: Oh, it's wonderful. And the fact that that guitar is hanging on the wall in the Upside Down, he's like, you ready for the most metal concert ever? And Dustin's like, yeah! Yeah. And they do it. He dedicates it to Chrissy, too. Oh, it's wonderful. It's really sweet. Tangent, did you know that... Eddie Munson, played by Joseph Quinn, mm-hmm. is British.
0: Yes, he's British.
1: I had no idea.
0: Did you also know he played most of that except for the really intricate part because he, he plays guitar? Yeah,
1: he doesn't play the solo, but he did practice where yeah. his hand should be on the riff. Mm-hmm. So I, did, I I have watched all the behind the scenes and yeah. double thumbs up to him. But I had no idea. Like that's something I found after watching this is that they've done a lot of press and behind the scenes, and Joseph Quinn is a treasure. Like, yeah. I hope he's in everything after this because he is probably the standout for me
0: he is the standout for sure and well let's just talk about it now this was like so
1: sad he does the, it, yeah he does the master of puppets he does the solo yeah. he does his job but then they try and get away from the plan and Dustin and Eddie have to get back to the upside right is oh it, no no oh, they
0: sorry. The, the plan is for them to go into the trailer. Yes. Because the, the, they know the things are going to try and get them. That's why they fortified the trailer.
1: Yep. They're a distraction.
0: But they forgot to fortify the vents. So they start getting in through the vents. That's right. And Eddie throws Dustin back into the right side up to protect him.
1: Cuts off the rope.
0: And cuts off the rope and then decides that he needs these things aren't distracted enough anymore. So I need to go out and like have them chase me. Yep. Around. Because they're waiting to hear that the next phase is going on. It's not happening. They know it's taking too long. So they need to know they need to buy him some more time. Yep. And Eddie wants to protect Dustin. So he sends him off. And Dustin's like, no. And Dustin jumps back into the upside down and like busts his ankle or whatever. Pulls a hopper. And oh, man, Eddie stands there and fights his as He takes a whole bunch of those bats down, but he can't. He's overcome by them. And Dustin, uh,
1: why did they kill off Eddie?
0: Why? He has to hold Dustin holds him in his arms and Eddie dies in Dustin's arms. And it was so sad. I got emotional.
1: Same. Because Eddie, like he has this whole moment. It's like, I didn't run away this time. Yeah. And make sure you protect him and tell Mm -hmm. them that I love him. And I tried my best. And it's like I knew somebody had to die in this cast. Mm -hmm. I was totally banking on Steve. I was too. Or somebody, but I Eddie? figured
0: Steve would die in Eddie's arms, or Robin's arms, or Nancy's arms,
1: something like that. Eddie's too new, but he is the upside down sacrifice.
0: I got to tell you though, they did a really good job of making that one hurt. Absolutely, because a new character, there's a possibility that it wouldn't hurt that much.
1: Yeah, but they in- made it
0: hurt hard, and they obviously the way the internet's acting, they made it hurt hard.
1: <laughs> I'm with you.
0: So, yeah,
1: We just met him and we just lost him and we're upset about it. Ugh. Yeah.
0: It was terrible. But anyway, Max's plan unfortunately starts to work. It works and too well. Yeah, it works too well. It's interesting. Uh, another thing I learned online is that when Max goes upstairs and starts yelling at Vecna because when she turns the music off, he doesn't possess her right away. That's true. She yells something like, you know, where are you? Come and get me or whatever. Oh. I guess that said... By Jennifer Love Hewitt in I Know What You Did Last Summer at one point.
1: Oh. For as much as they are and lines from like Aliens, like you said, and Star Wars. It's
0: weird because that's not an 80s show.
1: Uh, there's another 90s thing that they they slide in here. Yeah. I'm going to let them have a pass. <laughs> they, they, they slot them real well. So yeah. it's no,
0: I uh, it's just interesting. I, I guess that's why I wouldn't have, even if I knew that movie well enough to know what that line was, yep. I probably wouldn't have... Have noticed it because you're you're thinking 80s brain.
1: But talk about like expert level writing and I guess pacing or just crafting the character. Oh, the way
0: Lucas just turns. You think you don't think it happened, but they make it. Oh yeah, it's really Lucas
1: because the whole scene before that, Max is like, I know what Vecna's plan is. Yeah, he's going to use my bad stuff against Mm -hmm. me. You are my good stuff. And she's talking to Lucas, and Uh you're like, oh, they're they're getting back together. Mm -hmm. They had their strife, but uh, Lucas is super awkward. I love that moment when he's like your happy memory Uh, was i there yeah she's like yeah you were you dummy It's great. It's high school love, and you think that's gonna solve the day, and then Vecna uses that against her.
0: I know, cause she's sitting there like going, like going, like you're right. I kind of wanted Billy to die. As sometimes I used to wish for it, and then suddenly Lucas is like, "Is that true? Why would you say something like that?"
1: You're a horrible. You're person. You're a horrible person. And she's like, "What's going on?" Oh, using using the happy memories against her, and then like we get the smash cuts to like the weird upside down snowball that's uh, happening, but also. Like, Max is also in the 80s as a young girl with the awesome skateboarding montage that's perfect to the 80s. Oh, yeah,
0: because Elle Elle makes it into her mind because she's awesome.
1: On the piggyback.
0: And on the piggyback, she makes it into her mind. And Max's plan does go to plan. She, her happy memory is the snowball, and she actually puts herself in the snowball. There you go. Which is which is cool. She's and she's sitting there. It's kind of funny. There's nobody there, and she actually kind of gets bored <laughs> at one point. And she's yeah. sitting there at the table, but then Vecna finds her and starts invading the snowball. Yep. And so it starts turning all upside downy and gross. And you're like, oh no, this is this is this is terrible. But then Elle shows up. Oh man, awesome combat! That's it. But then everything starts going, a, everything starts going crazy. I mean, Hopper like gets the demi dog on top of him, absolutely. It, and Jason freaking shows up to like ruin everything, confront Lucas and hold Con, him at gunpoint. Yeah. Oh man, crazy! And you're sitting there like, no, no. <laughs> and he steps on her Walkman, but it was by accident. But he still stepped on her Walkman.
1: Music oh. is the key. Oh,
0: my gosh. You're sitting there
1: and going, no! Nancy, Steve, and Robin are getting it choked out by yeah. tentacles. Dustin has a broken ankle. Eddie is dead. And then, ugh. Like, it, it, for as much as, again. This is
0: where you cut and then go to the next episode, right? And that's, yeah. what,
1: that's what they should have done. Yeah. And, and they still kind of did that. Like, this is still more bouncing around, but they do a real good job of doing parallels, which they're bouncing around to different characters, but you see they're all in the same predicament. Even mm-hmm. L, like, now she has her powers back. We think she's oh, it's eleven. She's just gonna write the day, but even still, she's in a pizza uh, pizza dough freezer, yeah. trying her best to do a mental link and yeah. making the lights go flashy, but still bleeding from the nose. So yeah,
0: but one gets the upper hand and like knocks her into his mindscape.
1: Okay, here's 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 a question for you. So there's like the red world where he has his victims strung up and where he hangs up L in front of the stained glass. Yeah, that's his Mindscape. Okay, that's a Mindscape, but not necessarily the Upside Down. No, the
0: Upside Down is where the three... We'll call them the three, where the three were.
1: Okay, so it is two different places.
0: It is two different places, yeah.
1: Would that technically be Max's mind if we're talking about the piggyback? Uh, Or is it just Vex's... You know what?
0: You know what? I think it might be in Max's mind... Hmm.
1: Because Eleven gets her own mental plane, which is like the all the black. black. Oh, so no,
0: I bet you it must be Vecna's mental plane then. That's his mental plane. There you go. Oh, so that's that's Vecna's mind. That's in Vecna's mind. So he throws him into Vecna's mind. That's why he has all the powers there to do all that stuff. That's true. Interesting. We just solved it right here. <laughs> yeah, but that's that that's his like, yeah, so you're right. Yeah, L's is the black with the water, yep. the, the inch of water on the floor. Yep. And then Vecna's looks like that crazy, weird, floaty, upside down, Super but not red, really yep. thing. Mm-hmm. And then this is where we get the whole everything's gone to crap. Even L is being tied up by the tentacles now. Yep. And we get this awesome. And there's the other Star Wars reference. This is Palpatine and Luke. <laughs> I love it. And I want you to like. I want you to watch your rebellion get destroyed. He's like, I want you to watch. I want you to watch. As I destroy everything. It's going to be beautiful. Yes.
1: Like, what does that mean, you it's, weirdo? Well, it's the
0: same thing as the Palpatine was doing to Luke. That's true. You know what I mean? This is where we find out that there's still some mysteries that are going to get revealed, I guess. But this is where we find out that one went into this parallel dimension, the upside down. Yes. And he's the one who shaped it into what it was. The Mind flare exists because of him.
1: True, but he didn't choose to go in there. Well, yeah. That was a result of Eleven banning him yeah. and creating it.
0: Yeah, it seems like Eleven might have created it.
1: That's what, that's what Brenner said. Yeah. You created the gateways. You are like, or, or no, sorry, it, Brenner says it, but also Vecna re- reinforces it later. He's like, I didn't make myself a monster. You made you, me a you monster. Did. I didn't bring myself back. You brought me back, right? Like the reason all the upside down exist is because of Eleven, right? According to Vecna.
0: According to Vecna, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Well, he was in there as like as like a half burnt Anakin Skywalker looking guy, <laughs> and
1: That's, that is really close.
0: And he found the he found the unshaped mind flare, and I guess he used his psychic powers to shape it like that creature that it became because it was supposed to be like a spider because he loves spiders. So that's true. So he shaped, he, he's the one who shaped that into the thing that it was. And he's the one who kind of like made that his domain. He, the master of his domain.
1: Okay. So here's my question then, because this is kind of ambiguous watching it. Mm -hmm. Like Vecna is in the upside down and he does see that spider creature. Yeah. We know that Henry Creel. He
0: makes that spider creature.
1: So Vecna created the mind flare.
0: He didn't create the mind flare. It was whatever that creature is that that misty. He's the one who gave it form, gave it shape.
1: But that that creature exists formless yes. outside of Vecna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, because that was a that was the sort of they didn't really explain it either way.
0: Well, what I took from it is that he used he created that because they show he Henry as a that. little
1: boy. He's drawn it even before he's ever right. banished to the upside yeah. down. So. There that's why some-
0: that's why it looks like that because gotcha. he shaped it like the thing he was drawing.
1: Oh, that's right. He had, he he wanted to be a predator. He yeah, knew that was his destiny. Yeah, weird, mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I was just making sure. So the mind flare does exist, and it's not a creation of Vecna. Because mm-hmm. I, I could have gone either way on that one. Yeah,
0: he created the mind Flayer, and then when in the last season, he gave it physical form to steal Eleven's powers from her, which he did. That's what he did. And which is why he is able to start creating new portals.
1: Oh, and then but Vecna gets this whole scene where he's like almost winning. He's like, "Your friends have lost." Mm, yes. Eddie gets down by bats. Lucas gets knocked out by Jason, almost choked to uh-huh. death. Uh, Hopper's getting tackled by the mm-hmm. Demi Dogs, like you're talking about. And Nancy, Robin, Steve are all getting choked out. And Eric is getting beat up by uh. the bully. It's like, what's gonna happen?
0: Yes. This is where you go to the next episode. But anyway.
1: (laughs) Cut to season five. Give it to us already.
0: This is where the heart comes in, I mentioned before. This is where Mike professes all his love to Elle. I hope you can hear me, Elle. I love you. Sorry I didn't say it, but I do. You know what I found out?
1: You're my superhero. You know
0: what I found out? What's Um, up, Finn Wolfhard? Yes. He went off book when he was doing that part.
1: I believe it, but for probably different reasons, but continue. Why? (laughs) This is a nitpick. Here's here's my unnecessary two cent rant. <laughs> Out of all the relationships we've talked about, mm-hmm. they did a real good job with Steve and Robin, Dustin and Eddie, Joyce and Hopper. Mm-hmm. Eleven and Mike have like three scenes throughout this entire season. Mm-hmm. And I get it, like it does pay off and love wins and saves the day. I have no problem with that. But it's almost sort of just assume that it works because they're given the least amount of time. So it's like. This is it. Like, you have to buy into it.
0: Well, they were supposed to have um, kind of conf- solidified that um, okay. when they were sitting there talking about the pineapple pizza, oh,
1: I think. Oh, okay. That I think
0: that's cool. where that was supposed to happen. I get it. I think you might be feeling the fact that there probably isn't the chemistry there.
1: It's just, it's lack of screen time. I think so, out of all the relationships, they have the shortest amount of scenes. Yeah, like, I, true. I don't know how to verify that, but like Mike and Elle... Like, we see them hug when they meet up at the end. We see yeah. them at this scene where he's like, I'm the heart. I love you. You're my superhero. Mm-hmm. And I buy all that, but it seems like it's only those four scenes. Yeah. And like, because they split the party and they're in different worlds. But again, that's me being Nick Bicky, but it is Mike being the heart, which I love. That's Will. I mean, uh-huh. come on.
0: It still doesn't keep Max from getting like ripped to shreds almost. Ugh. That was, I was like, they're killing Sadie Sink right now. They're killing her right. I'm like the the <laughs> they were I was like I was like this is hardcore some Joss Whedon stuff right here. You're killing this character.
1: And they do it slowly, limb by limb, <sighs> to let you know what's going on. It's like quit being creepy.
0: Terrible. And then and she's all like, I can't see or feel anything. You're like, oh my gosh.
1: But oh my we God. do get girl power montage, which I love, and I have to shout out, which is Elle knows that something's going on with Max. Mm-hmm. And she lays on hands. And she's like, yeah. I know good memories are a yeah. thing. It's and paladin stuff right there. But it's all like, here's our awesome girl friendship, like nothing to do with boys, nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Here's you and me having an awesome relationship between the two of us. I'm going to use this to heal you or at least yeah. get you back to coma level. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, then, was touching. and then everyone else, of course, simultaneously is empowered because everything got weaker. Yes. So the... <laughs> What
1: Uh, Hopper finds a sword? Yes, and and decapitates the demigorgon. That was awesome. Where did that sword come from?
0: Those were the weapons that they give him. Remember, (laughs) they had they had a closet full of weapons for the guys to fight the demigorgon with.
1: Totally justified. And they
0: were like, and they were like spear. They were all medieval weapons. That's true. But apparently, that sword is a replica of the Conan sword.
1: Oh, even better. Yeah, and I love it. And that's a great reference. But. And it's totally justified that they did have the armory that had those old weapons. Yeah. But it seemed like such a DD moment for just Hopper to reach down and be like, here's a sword. Okay. It was, it was great. I'm going to decapitate this. Let's go.
0: And Murray using the flamethrower like a <laughs> maniac. That was great too.
1: It was wonderful.
0: <laughs> that was a nice payoff. And then Lucas finally gets one over on Jason and knocks him out. That's it. And the, the three, we're calling them the three <laughs> Robin, Steve. And Nancy-
1: Are throwing uh, Molotovs. They
0: make it in there, and there's Vecta, and they throw Molotovs at him, and, and Nancy blasts him with a shotgun, and he goes flying through the window on
1: fire. I'm not going to let you skip over that, because we mentioned Aliens earlier. You said there was a line rip from Aliens. Yeah. I would say this shot is a pure homage to Ripley from Aliens. When Nancy gets the shotgun- Oh, yeah. And it's slow-mo. It's so cool-looking. Mm-hmm. They gave her so much agency and it's just like Nancy's like ruining mm-hmm. the day. Like she's just blasting the crap out of Vecna. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love that scene.
0: And then Vecna goes through the window just like Michael Myers <laughs> in Halloween.
1: Which they had a mask of earlier. Right.
0: Yeah. And just like Michael Myers in Halloween, once they get downstairs, he's not there anymore. Dun,
1: dun, dun.
0: And you're like, great. We got to set, set,
1: set up our season cliffhanger for season five.
0: Just great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man!
1: Oh, but this is, okay, so you also mentioned there was a 90s reference to You Know What I Did Last Summer Mm -hmm. or I Know What You Did Last Summer. (laughs) Uh, This is where we see uh, Dustin finally catches up to Eddie, Mm -hmm. and this is where they actually have their little moments, like at least I didn't run away. Um, This is a personal touch, but I do have to shout it out because, holy crap, this this was a left turn that that tears in my eyes, like started welling Mm -hmm. up as soon as I started hearing it. But they play a Moby song. Yeah, yeah. It is from the 90s. It's called When It's Cold, I'd Like to Die. And it is one of the most gorgeous, saddest songs ever. And the fact that they use this for Eddie's death, I was like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> oh, so perfect.
0: Yeah, that uh, that that's a death that's going to go down. But the problem is, is that even though Elle saved Max, yes. she did die True. for a time. And that was enough to open up the third rift.
1: Get those four chairs. Or fourth, going. sorry, fourth rift. Yes.
0: And that led to Nancy seeing what happened partially. Cause Nancy said that the rifts were gonna open up and all the this army of monsters would come out. True. And this one the rifts opened up, but no army of monsters came out. But the rifts opening up was crazy.
1: It tears through the entire town of Hawkins. It ripped
0: Jason in half. <laughs> you get to see his like ribs. That's it. It was crazy. Good on Jason, he, like though. disintegrated. Ugh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this this was making everyone not me because I I like the show and I get it, but <laughs> the the a lot of people in my family and I guess I guess uh, Joe Keary feels the same way. He's like, why don't you just leave that <laughs> insane town? But when no. they did it the, when they did the two days later smash cut, there you go, and the Surfer Boy vans coming into Hawkins, mm-hmm. there was a lot of people leaving. It was it a was, whole. It was yeah. It was, it was a, a line of cars. A line of cars.
1: But even still, like you're talking about Hawkins, Indiana, which is small town USA. Don't
0: leave. Uh, I, I had to tell them because they're just teenagers. But I, I, had to, I had to tell them. There's people who don't leave when a hurricane's coming. That's it. Yeah. This is
1: my land. This is my heritage. Yeah. This is where I grew up. Yeah. Like I can survive whatever's coming, yeah. even if it's a 7.4 earthquake that yeah. the news said it was. Yeah. After that, two days later, smash cut. They're like, yeah, it's a natural disaster like we've never seen. It's like, yeah, because it's supernatural, dummy. (laughs) But interesting, sorry, we get to that two days later smash cut. I love that newscast that's sort of in the background and sort of meant to be sort of passive and minor. Mm -hmm. But they mentioned the Munson murders. They gave it a name, and Mm -hmm. they blame it all on Eddie Munson. They still attribute it to the satanic panic. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, there's
0: the church putting up that banner that says, like, repent or something like that. Yeah. (sighs)
1: Like, it it was heartbreaking, but it's kind of funny that, like, in one sort of, it was like 10 seconds of news voiceover, but that was the justification Mm -hmm. for the normies, for the civvies, like, people that don't know about the Upside Down. It was like, oh, it was an earthquake, and a bunch of people died, and also, there's this satanic kid running around. Mm -hmm. And
0: then we get a wonderful reunion at Hopper's Old Cabin, where everybody's back together (laughs) finally.
1: With a cleaning montage.
0: And the... Another tearjerker is the Hopper and L reunited moment. That was really, really nice. Like we've seen Millie and Bobby Brown and other stuff. Yes, and she's and you know this is where she came from, and she's great in this. But that that the character of L is 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 kind of stunted. She's always been stunted because she didn't like have a regular full childhood. She's kind of yeah. So she's I'm with you. That when they call her the weird when Argyle's like this weird girl over yeah she's weird. <laughs> And she's playing that well. She's playing weird well. Yeah. But part of playing weird is kind of being like a little disconnected. And, you know, so she's doing a really good job playing Eleven. Yes. um, But because of that, and it's it's kind of like, that's the thing. Her and Mike's relationship is very much like, it seems like a middle school relationship. Yeah. At least on her part, because she's almost still childlike, even though she's an older teenager in a lot of ways. I'm with you. But this part, when she gets back with Hopper, she gets to put on full emotion. And it's not just like angry at Papa emotion, which is like, you know, because a little kid can rage like that. But this is like genuine. Overwhelming. Like like overwhelming. Well done. I mean, I almost got a tear in the corner of my eye because the love there. And it was just, it was beautiful.
1: I mean, I uh, left the door open three. Oh, my God. You're (laughs) like, oh, my God. She did every time. (laughs) Even when she used her power, she made sure it was. I was going to make the same point because, like, Hopper nails it walking in just saying, hey, kid. Yeah. Like, I wasn't in a gulag. I I don't have whip scars all over my body. It's just good to see you, kid. Like, love you. Hopper, you're the best. But with Eleven, it is that innocence. Like, she has certain phrases for how to describe things. So, Mm -hmm. like, I left the door open three inches was the mature way of saying I always waited for you. Yes. I was always here for mm-hmm. you. But it's in 11 yeah. speak and it's a little bit more childlike and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's so precious. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking about how they have the same haircut and Hopper's like, I kind of stole your style. And she's like, bitching. Like, yeah. it's, it's like
0: uh, a word I learned. You're speaking yeah. in
1: code that you both love and they both do have the same haircut. Hilarious.
0: It's I I really like how the Duffer brothers used his gulag prison thing to explain him getting buff for Black Widow, basically. I right? was going to
1: say Black Widow or Hellboy. Yeah, like,
0: he, both of them. Yeah,
1: he had he was getting buff for other roles, yeah. but they actually wrote it into the show. Yeah. Hilarious.
0: <laughs> and mentions it all, they mention it multiple times. Like, <laughs> you're not fat anymore.
1: That's, Eleven does give him a little bit of a prideful out. She says, you're not fat. Yeah. <laughs> We, oh, there's so many good reunions. We get Joyce and her kids, the mm-hmm. Wheelers and their kids. Yeah. Uh, Nancy and Jonathan getting back together, which is a little weird,
0: but... And it, you could, there was a tension there. You could tell that something was going on.
1: True. But Nancy said they were okay, and I was like, don't tell them that. You're yeah, with Steve you know. now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then Argyle's picking mushrooms out in the forest. I floor. know,
0: right? Well, man...
1: Here's here's a fun tidbit though. So one of the relationships is that Max is, is still alive.
0: Yeah. She in is a, in a coma. In a coma.
1: Eleven's still trying to reach out to her, but oh, she's get, not there. And we go to Eleven's like mind state with the black water yeah. room and she can't get to Max. Yes, yeah,
0: she's saying Ma- Max, and it's just echoing. Oh, oh
1: No response. Where's but Max? Lucas is reading a book to her. Yeah. So good on Lucas. The Talisman. The, okay, you By already know this tidbit. King. But do you know this part? The Talisman is coming to Netflix and it's being produced by the Duffer Duffer Brothers. That's (laughs) amazing. That's such a, it's like Alfred Hitchcock, like we're going to put our own stuff into into the stuff we're Mm -hmm. already making. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. So yeah, look for Stephen King's The Talisman produced by the Duffer Brothers coming to Netflix Mm -hmm. at some point in the future.
0: Uh, We also have a whole like Robin and Steve and...
1: Molly Ringwald.
0: (laughs) Molly Ringwald. (laughs) And Dustin are all volunteering at the uh, FEMA Center, basically set up at the high school.
1: Yeah, it's at Hawkins High. Yeah. Super nice, though. I mean, that's a that's a nice uh, touching uh, moment,
0: too. Oh uh, Yeah, the, there's a sweet moment with Molly Ringwald and, <laughs> <laughs> and Robin. And uh, there's a really, really, I mean, Gaten Matarazzo gets to, like, that's another. Th- like, stop making me cry, Duffer Brothers, oh. when Eddie's uncle is, like, switching out the... Graffitied missing thing.
1: I, I, I caught that, and that I, I don't know why that made me so sad. But like, it, it's good it that did. he's putting up a fresh poster. Yeah. But it's a they don't even acknowledge it. But it is a moment. Be like, it's a missing person's poster that somebody has defaced. Yes. It's like, ugh.
0: But Dustin has to like tell him what happened, and he pretty much just straight up tells him what happened. I thought he'd kind of code it, but he yeah really didn't. Nope, he didn't explain it. Which person. I don't think Dustin would. No, but and but it was good enough for his his uncle. And that guy, too. Good Lord. That's it. It was, it was wonderful. He gives him his pick on a... Uh,
1: the guitar pick necklace. Oh,
0: my and gosh.
1: And then Dustin says the best line, which is... I mean, I already called it earlier, but Eddie Munson, for me, is the standout character yeah. for this series. Mm-hmm. And then Dustin gets the line is like, I, I wish people got to know him, which is like, we know that guy. We know that yeah. D&D guy. Yep. And we wish that people would know those guys. It's true, yeah. And then he says, like, not only was he innocent... He was a hero. And he's just yeah. like, ah, Why'd you kill yeah. off Eddie?
0: They made it hurt. Uh, and then we end off with it's starting to like snow upside down materials, ashes and debris. ashes and whatever. And then they go and look, and the plants are dying like the pumpkins did in the season one. Was that when the pumpkins were dying? Mm-hmm. And the clouds above the four conjoined cracks it's True. Uh, start to have red lightning in them. And awesome. this is where we get the scene with everyone from behind that looks just like the scene where Luke and Leia and R2 and C3 Bill were looking at <laughs> the thing. So
1: that's not the character's name. No, I'm just kidding. And we get Will still senses it, which ties it yeah, all together.
0: It does tie it all together. There's going to be there.
1: That leads me back to my question of like, did Vecna one orderly Henry create Mind Flayer and start the whole Will thing? Uh,
0: Well, that's the thing, too, is that we still have the mystery of why is the upside down frozen when Will got went missing? There you go. That doesn't make any sense right now. Hopefully it will make sense. All the Star Wars references. Mm -hmm. If this is Empire Strikes Back because they lose Empire Strikes Back, they lose at the end. True. And this one they lose at the end, too. Absolutely. So that means season five is going to be Return of the Jedi, which is my favorite Star Wars (laughs) movie ever. But think about But, you know, but think about this. I'm with you. Max is Han Solo. Frozen and carbonate. <gasps> it's true. Yeah.
1: In stasis.
0: Exactly. So they're going to have to go.
1: Eleven is Princess Leia?
0: Eleven's Luke Skywalker.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Mom, um, Princess Leia is, well, she doesn't have a sibling. Like, probably Will, I guess, would be Princess Leia. Yeah, because that, that is her sibling because they were living together. There you ah. go. See? We're figuring it out. And he's going to have, I, I bet you he's going to get powers, too, or something like that. Because that's what
1: Princess Leia was like. I don't, think, I don't think Eddie Munson is the last death we're going to get in Stranger Things.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't think so either.
1: But I don't want to put predictions this early on who it's going to be in season five. Yeah. But no, that Star Wars parallel is great. Oh, and like you thought it would end on a happy note, but no, you're, it's like you're saying they lost and the sky is still red and Vecna's body's not there and Hawkins is in flames.
0: Yes. And the National Guard is there too. And Nancy said she saw soldiers fighting the monsters.
1: That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But we so are Hop- going to
0: get, like, aliens, like space marine stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: It's but Hopper got dropped off by uh, Owens, Paul Reiser's lady, partner, mm-hmm, yeah. left-hand woman. So they, they're still in play. Like, there's so yeah, many little... Play.
0: Yeah, Owens is still captured, I guess. We don't know what happened to him. Yeah, they wouldn't kill that. He's too much of a valuable asset to kill.
1: There's so many tidbits. So like, he- for such a... Like, I would say this right now. It's a satisfying season. So much happens and mm-hmm. so much resolves, but... There's still so many questions. Yeah, so
0: many questions. All right. So this was another long one because there's so much to talk about. (laughs) But pizza ratings, last time on the pizza ratings, I believe you gave it eight plain. Eight plain. And I gave it a full supreme pizza with like an order of like really yummy breadsticks that you put spices on and you can dip it in olive oil. The
1: garlic. I don't know
0: what Enzo puts on those things, but they're delicious.
1: (laughs) Hopper's been dreaming about them for
0: months. (laughs) I predicted it. So um, where do you stand after the, the, the wrap-up? Where do you stand on your pizza rating? Is Are there toppings getting added, the slices getting taken away? Where are you putting it?
1: Here's how I'm going to break it down. It, re, it retains all of its eight slices because yeah. it, it was a satisfying resolution to what was mm-hmm. built up. I still don't know why they did the two-episode breakdown. Yeah. It is weird to me. I can't really justify why, but seven and two, it's a weird... I'm sure they had their reasons for it. It's weird to me. So each slice on my pizza has different toppings
0: because they (laughs)
1: bounce around. So you're going to bounce around from flavors. (laughs) And it sort of threw me out a little bit, but there's so many moving parts. I can't really fault them too much for it. So it eight slices, but you don't know what toppings you're going to get on each slice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Figure that
0: out, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, mine's that. gonna be just. <laughs> mine's gonna be just as. as, a little, as good. It, to me, it retains the same thing. It did, nothing gets taken away. It was a satisfying conclusion. Again, and we've talked about it a million times. I have the same problem as you. I do not know why they structured it this way. It doesn't seem like it needed to be structured this way. Yep. So it's still. It's. I still loved it. I still want the yummy breadsticks and the the full supreme pizza. But I'll just say it, it was a little late.
1: I got (laughs) you. You were waiting a little too long. Yeah,
0: I was waiting a little too long. I was. It was one of those things where I was about to call the joint when I heard the. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Oh, okay. Pizza's here." uh, (laughs) Yeah. Other than that, though, it it was very, very satisfying. Still, uh, other than the first season, this has been my favorite season so far. I got you. So well done, Duffer Brothers, and I can't wait to see what you do next in Five. It's going to be amazing.
1: And then according to all reports, fifth and final.
0: Yeah, they're they know, they're done. They
1: yeah. know where they're ending their story, which is, I mean, hey, if you know that, prop
0: And I want to see uh, Ewoks in this somehow, <laughs> some little teddy bears or something.
1: No, they're going to be like demo teddy bears. They're the going to be like
0: help fight the Vecna. That
1: they're going to be upside down teddy bears. Don't say that. They're going to be Elba friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Will will befriend them because he's Princess Leia. Anyway, <laughs> we want to know what you guys thought. Of Stranger Things, season four in its entirety. We loved it. Yeah. You can let us know on our social medias, at Assuming Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Who's your favorite character? What was your favorite subline, uh, subplot? What was your favorite uh, relationship?
0: Uh, you can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Dot com. Every week I say, hey, Mikey, how do you want the Gmail formatted?
1: Uh, flash the lights in my apartment. Just contact oh. me from the, unders- the-, the underside. Sorry, I said it again. <laughs> Contact me from the Upside Down. Flash my lights and give me a light bright. Tell me what your hot take
0: opinion <laughs> is. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for your support, so much for listening. Please hit us up on those socials because we know you're there. We see the download numbers. We know you're listening. <laughs> Let us know who you are. We want to know who you are so we can be friends. Uh, we also want to thank that guy Brad for doing and announcing Not Scott Productions for our equipment. Jazz are for our music. And we hope you guys have a great week. Rest in peace, Eddie Munson. Why did you have to
1: do that, Duffers? Uh, I wish I could do those sin sounds, but yeah. R.I.P. Eddie Munson, best character of the season. Master, master. <laughs> diddly, diddly, diddly.